0: Hi everyone and welcome to your horoscope for the week of October the 11th, 2021. We have a really active sky playing out all throughout the week and this is where the main theme of the last couple of weeks continues and it gets even more intense, even more dynamic and because of the strong duality in the sky and as I said in previous horoscopes This duality is multidimensional. It is, for example, people versus centralized power. Whatever happens collectively, globally, is totally different than what happens individually. So that's also a duality. The Change and very, very heated debate about legislation and all the legal cases and everything. That is also duality because there has to be two sides. The ongoing battle between truth and half-truth, false and what is true, is also a totally different kind of duality. But you get basically the picture. It is everything that we do, everywhere that we look, everything that we try to experience, while well, one way or another has two sides. And there are moments when those two sides are in harmony with each other, especially those things which are deeply personal and depend on us that means that we have the power to create harmony to make the two sides handshake and be good bedfellows. but on those things which don't really depend on us especially the world stage well that is where the duality is in conflict with each other so you know it's very very mixed this is also going to be one of those weeks where we just think that maybe we ended up in the twilight zone, we're not in Kansas anymore. Or when we look at the news or any kind of source of information, we might think to ourselves, is this another chapter from the Bible prophecies or something like that? So the truth be told, this is not the easiest energy, but of course there is blessing, there is a lot of positivity forward momentum breakthrough and solutions in the sky as well not just doom and gloom and challenges so it's really really mixed and to spice this up we have a lot of energy shifts taking place in the sky so that will also change the feeling change the big picture and ultimately change our emotions One of the more relevant moments of this astrological picture, well, it is going to take place the week after, so not this week, when we have Mercury going direct and also a really, really powerful and emotionally hyper, super intense Aries full moon. So that will be a massive, let's say, karmic discharge, emotional discharge, very, very action-oriented. So this week is just setting the stage for that. It is building energy, building momentum, building, let's say, even anger in some cases. But I'll get to this later on in the horoscope. So first of all, we begin the week with the Sun-Mars and Mercury retrograde conjunction. This conjunction is no longer very, very tight and perfect but it is still operational and what this means to me is our own energy our own effort our own determination to basically create harmony balance state of equilibrium in our lives of course individually depending on where libra falls into your personal chart but even generally speaking the energy of libra Determines all of us to focus much more on our relationships, partnerships, associations, alliances. Everything which has to do with legal matters, contracts, agreements. And that is also where our Mars, our focus, our energy, our determination, willpower is invested. We are trying our hardest to create fairness and equality in our lives that means that we have to advantage ourselves and the other at the same time and you can imagine that this is not very easy this requires a lot of knowledge wisdom understanding empathy and also to know where our limits lie where our boundaries are healthy where we have to withdraw our power or support from So this is kind of delicate, but I do believe that the past Libra new moon that took place on the 6th of October was very helpful in this sense because it showed us what harmony, what equilibrium, what fairness as in our desires, our own authenticity face to face with that of others or a situation or contract or whatever. It kind of showed us how healthy balance looks like and now we are working towards it in our own special, unique, individual ways. Now, the Sun conjunct, Mars, of course, that is an empowering energy, but it is also quite heavy because it is stressful. Sun with Mars is almost like being in a state of awareness permanently 24 7 for example we're in a state of readiness to look be on the lookout for new opportunities for changes for let's say potential dangers even it's like a state of precaution and in the sign of libra it is also where we're looking out for our loved ones our partners everything that has to do with contracts one-on-one alliances So it's not just ourselves that we are looking after or projecting the state of greater awareness, but also our friends, our allies, etc. And that is very, very energy consuming. So we may feel a little bit tired. We may feel a little bit not very energized, but stressed and irritated at the same time. But since both Mars and the Sun are not they're strongest in the sign of Libra, Mars is in exile, the Sun is in fall, so it means that it's not as ego-centered, selfish, self-serving, or basically survival mode as a Sun-Mars conjunction would represent in any other part of the sky, Because in the sign of Libra, this is where we have to share that inner power with ourselves and our needs, our necessities, but also with others. Because one way or another, all of us belong to someone else's seventh house, if that makes sense. So we also have to fill the role, the duty of being someone else's allies, associates, partners, so basically, we have to share the energy of that Mars. And this element might be the one which might stress us, which might keep us on our toes and also consume our energies. But this trio of planets Sun, Mars and Mercury is also trined by Jupiter. And this trine with Jupiter represents a lot of motivation, optimism you know, fighting for our future is fighting for our future well-being, for our future happiness, basically. And also we are deeply empowered by our principles, by our goals, by our life and worldviews. Jupiter in the sign of Aquarius, from a very personal uh, way of looking at it, it can represent that our friends, people who are part of our Eleventh house basically are blessings in our lives and this is reciprocal. we are also blessing in their lives. Also at the very beginning of the week, so on the 11th, Pluto is already out of retrograde, moving direct. That means a lot of momentum, a lot of action, a lot of profound transformations being installed and executed. On the world stage, Capricorn, the 10th house, the public eye, everything which has to do with centralized power, control. So this already tells me that we are definitely going to be having a very action-oriented week. Decisions are going to be made by centralized power, of course. And those decisions with Pluto Direct might be enforced even by law so you know this already tells us where things are going later on towards the end of the week another very important energy shift is saturn slowing down to a standstill and preparing to go direct and on the fourteenth, 15th of the month saturn is gonna go direct and that is also very strong energy shift because when Saturn stands still in the sky, it is stopping. That means that rules, regulations, restrictions, everything which has to do with its more shadowy side is super strong. And we can already see how this is going to play out in the present setup, in the present context. And also Saturn in Aquarius is the greater good. So the good of the collective where the needs and greater good of the individual might come to second place, if that makes sense. But ultimately, this is the duality of Aquarius. Aquarius represents the collective and the good of the collective at the same time as the individual, the uniqueness, basically the smallest component element of society which is the individual and these two have to be good bad fellows so this is basically the two glyphs of aquarius the duality of aquarius it has to be good for everyone basically or if it's bad well you can imagine it's going to be bad for everyone simultaneously and also on the very beginning of the week we have a mercury quincunx uranus and both of these planets are in retrograde uranus is the higher octave of mercury so this is a very synchronistic energy this is where you might get a lot of inner epiphanies sudden realizations flashbacks you know even deja vus you might figure stuff out very very quickly instantly unexpectedly about maybe another person, a partnership, especially about all these things in the past and more distant past. So this is a very revelatory energy around Monday. But the negative side of this energy, well, it can be strong restlessness, anxiety. Our brains and mental spheres going a little bit hay- haywire. And with this Uranus and mercury Gongs. I would suggest to everyone who works with documentation, mathematical type of work with calculations, public speaking, writing, customer service. So when you're dealing with other people and communicating, double check your work or think twice before you try and communicate because this might block, you know, language, communication Errors, mistakes, misunderstandings might occur in the text or speech. And in the best case scenario, this will lead to funny, humorous moments. This might be a really good laugh. But in the worst case scenario, well, it can lead to awkwardness and, let's say, a little bit of humiliation. Now, on the 13th, we have Venus in the sign of Sagittarius now forming a sextile with Saturn and what this conversation means to me well Venus in Sagittarius it is our love for everything that is unique everything that is unusual dreaming big extravagance wanting the very very best love for travels love for seeing the world love of freedom especially, freedom to travel, freedom to feel whatever you want to feel, freedom to experience, love for philosophies and higher thinking, and knowledge, education. So this Venus in the sign of Sagittarius is very dreamy. It is a big, big dreamer. And a sextile is a supremely harmonious celestial conversation, but one that does require some kind of input from us, either action, psychological input, attitude, doing something, making a choice, etc. And Saturn, especially that at this time it's standing still in the sky, so its symbolism is rather amplified. What this conversation says to me is, let's live by example. Saturn, our dignity the manifestation, the realization of our aspirations, dreams, that Venus in Sagittarius, our higher thinking, our faith, the beauty of our principles, for example. So with Saturn, if we try our hardest to embody it, to be it, to enact it, to live like that, Saturn is also a modus vivendi. It is not just Our rules and regulations, it is also the custom. Our own unique individual custom, where we are the judges in our own lives. And if we allow our highest principles, everything that we aspire to, everything that we love, to reflect in everything that we do, Saturn is physical work, for example. It is doing something sacrificing something, so if we charge our actions in order to accomplish something with our highest principles, goals, and that which we love and we aspire towards, that already brings us closer to embodying it, making us attractive, especially in a rather quantum sense, after all it's the energy of Aquarius, when we live by example, when we embody our principles, our dreams, our higher thinking, well, it attracts other people who are just like us, who have the same principles, goals, uh, life and worldview, aspirations, and of course, whatever we love, we, whatever we desire. And that can represent where our frequencies match the frequency of those other people, And Saturn, well, Saturn is down-to-earth matter, so an alliance, a connection is possible. We might find ourselves attracting new allies, new friends, new principles, ideas, worldviews where, where other people share them with us because we have the same desires or we have the same aspirations. This is a really, really beautiful aspect that can advantage us in so very many different ways. And also, you know, Sagittarius is the sign of the foreigner, international, other foreign cultures, countries. So this aspect can really connect people belonging to different cultures, different parts of the world, different religions even, different cultural background traditions etc now on the 14th we have another very powerful energy shift because this is when saturn is starting to go direct so the retrograde officially ends but at the same time jupiter is standing still in the sky coming to a stop which means that jupiter's symbolism is becoming greatly amplified as well Jupiter is the planet of expansion. And in the sign of Aquarius, which is very mental, cerebral energy, that is exactly what it's going to expand, first of all. So we might find ourselves flooded by different ideas, eureka moments, plans. We might be kind of forced to tap into our ingenuity, our higher thinking, You know what they say, where there is a will, there is a way. And this is very suggestive because will is Mars, which trines Jupiter. And Jupiter, in this case, can represent the way, where the way comes as a good idea, communication, everything which might have to do with the sign of various friends, other people, connections, local community, a new invention, a new way of self-expression, for example, because the Sun also is trining Jupiter. And also, at the same time, we have two minor astrological conversations perfecting themselves, where the Sun holds a quincunx with Neptune and Mars holds the same conversation with Neptune. What these celestial conversations say to me, well, its most positive expression the hidden potential here, well, Neptune can represent the divine source from within us, the sun, our creative spirit, the light of our consciousness. So as long as we have the dream, as long as we have the desire, as long as we believe in our dream, in our purpose, the impossible might become possible, Because for the divine who doesn't have to respect our human laws and rules and regulations, you know, Libra, the legislation, it can enable us or guide us, inspire us to be able to experience and live our dreams. It might not match our exact expectations, of course but it can still find a way and a mean to make us align with that which we dream of. And in this case, well, it is the Libra expression of that energy where it can be a person, it can be a partner, an ally, a contractual partner, a business opportunity, for example. And if it enters our life... Even if it doesn't match our exact expectations, our calculations, so to speak, the mental image of it that we have, we can still accept it and make it work for us. And, of course, the quincunx with Mars. Well, that, if Neptune is the divine source, it is basically the power of spirituality, then Mars is action. Sometimes what we ask for, what we pray for, what we want to manifest, Mars of course, comes in our life through people, especially our closest relationships. So this Mars and Neptune quincum says to me that the divine works through people and because we live as a a species, we are social creatures, that is very natural to be like that. And also something to manifest in our lives through the means or the help of another person that is also the way of least resistance, at least from the divine's perspective, because that is the easiest way. It can basically give you what you want. But there is a not-so-favorable expression of this energy. A quincunx very many times can have us become lost in illusions and dreams in an emotional fog and mist we are we just can't rely ourselves on our emotional intelligence no situations like this is what does a person think about me because they give mixed messages i can decipher it or for example You did something for another person, a favor, or maybe they asked you to do something. It can even be job-related, like a contractual obligation or a work or whatever. And you might not be sure if you did a good job, if they're pleased, if they're happy and satisfied. But neither can you actually ask them directly, so you're guessing here. And one of the worst expressions of this energy... Well, it can be bad advice. And that bad advice might be given to you with the most positive and good intent possible. But you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So, you know, a loving advice might be loving and it might represent a lot emotionally, but it might not be the correct thing for you to do and to take in. So this is where... Use the blessing of this Mercury retrograde and just think it over very well before you take anyone's advice or suggestion. Now, later on, on the 15th, we have Venus sextiling Mercury retrograde. And this is also really good energy because this also speaks about certain connections. Mercury is the planet of mind and also communication. So expressing clearly, because this is Mercury retrograde, so we have to make an effort to be as clear as possible. So expressing our needs, our desires, everything that we love that Venus very, very clearly and sharing it with other people or on the internet, wherever, can also make us very magnetic because another person might be out there who can give us exactly what we want, or that which we seek also seeks us, and this might enter our lives more internationally, from, let's say, maybe a different culture, different country, someone belonging to another country, or oh, beyond the borders, and, you know, both this Mercury sextiling Venus, but also the quincunxes that I have mentioned earlier, are a really, really good energy for artists, Artistic people, writers, creative people. Because these energies can give them much greater, let's say, publicity. A much wider audience. Because, you know, the way this energy can act, maybe they share their work creation, their arts with someone, and that someone might pass it on to another person, who might even have a greater interest. So connections might be made very, very indirectly, like a friend of a friend, my cousin, you know, these type of situations. So this can be quite good for business as well. And also at the same time, a direct Saturn by now holds the trine with Mercury retrograde. And this means reality check. This means knowing exactly what you need to do, how to do it. Saturn direct in an air sign can also mean dates, times. If anything was delayed or reprogrammed, reconfigured during Mercury retrograde, it might be next week towards the end of next week when you finally get a clear date or you might... Have an appointment or a very clear time schedule, time frame of when you have to do something or a meeting or a contract or anything which has to do with deadlines. Some past actions can also pay off handsomely now because Saturn is ultimately the energy of completion when, you know, thought becomes matter, Saturn in Aquarius. This can also represent agreement. Maybe you were negotiating something during this Mercury retrograde season and now you find you reach an agreement. If you were thinking about certain offers, opportunities, communication that you had during this Mercury retrograde period, you might be getting a lot of clarity. The picture is building up in your mind. You know what to do. And perhaps when Mercury goes direct and... Reholds this trine with saturn that might be a moment when the deal is done when you decide when you take action and also on the 15th sun perfects a trine with jupiter amplified jupiter because it's standing still in the sky and this conversation might be one of the most positive highlights of next week because this can be a very very lucky and fortunate energy Jupiter is the planet of blessings. The sun is the light of our consciousness, our creativity, our heart space, the inner child, everything basically that matters to us and our identity in this life. And the way this blessing can play out, either something really wonderful reaches us from our partners, friends, allies... Simply said, other people, this is where we might be blessed with maybe a new partnership or an existing partnership upgraded. We might be subject of the solidarity, compassion, empathy of other people in our lives. It can come from our friends, from our social circles, or simply even total strangers We might also be feeling extra generous, extra compassionate, extra caring. Jupiter in the sign of Aquarius is the virtue, the blessing of humanitarianism, charity and solidarity. But simply said, it can just be some kind of good fortune, a blessing, a really lucky event reaching us from any possible source. Whenever Jupiter and the sun speak in a trine, well, that is some kind of good luck, that is some kind of good fortune, or a very, very strong sense of optimism, but one which is actually real. One which actually does something, in the sense that our optimism pays off. This also means that Mars holds the same type of conversation with Jupiter, that is blessed action, that is blessed intervention, Maybe we ourselves are called to intervene one way or another in the lives of our friends, our partners, our co-workers, our associates, etc. Or even just an acquaintance or someone who we just know. And that intervention is definitely going to add to our own self-worth. But it also means that we might be the subject of the intervention of others. Either way, it comes with blessing. Mars is also the male principle. So this can mean that we can have new people show up in our lives. We can attract them. We can be very persuasive with our words, with our actions, with that which we project onto others, with our activities, everything which has to do with Mars, basically. But of course, this can also play out the other way where it is the actions and what another person does attract us into their sphere. And this might create a new alliance, a new connection, a new joining of forces, basically, with that person who has the same principles or life philosophy or goals as you. So you are basically united in purpose and that kind of forms the best possible alliances because when two people or more people of course put aside their differences their egos and they work towards a common goal or a principle which is very very important to them that is when their differences are no longer problems but rather each and every person part of that common goal comes with their own unique strengths that is where the differences are actually strength expertise their own personal input so this kind of creates the best possible alliances and also because the ruling planet of this sign so venus holds sextiles with saturn and mercury This can even be a romantic alliance, a romantic relationship, a fated partner who might be a foreigner. This energy kind of uh, favors long distance relationships. And speaking about romance and attractions and new partnerships, well at this time Mercury It is still retrograde, but it's standing still, slowing down to a standstill, preparing to change directions on the 18th and 19th of October. So you can imagine that on the 17th, it is almost at a standstill, extra powerful. And it holds two trines with dark black moon Lilith and Ceres both of these from the sign of gemini now black moon lilith in gemini is persuasive power either of words intelligence mind over matter series is the beauty and the nurturing quality of words information that which we share with others and all of these things can actually attract new alliances even new romantic connections into your life just be aware that black moon lilith is always a deeply instinctual power so when i say romantic connection it might be more attraction based than you know emotional so just keep that in mind and now we get to the doomy and gloomy part of this horoscope Because, yes, there are a lot of trine and harmonious conversations and energy shifts promising breakthrough, momentum, clarity, receiving help and alliances and solidarity, etc. But this is where the tension is also rising. The trine with Jupiter is a massive blessing, yes, but there is the big obstacle and the big challenge where both the Sun and Mars start holding and the Sun also perfects its square with Pluto and this time Pluto is direct, so it is extra powerful. Now, from an individual perspective, Pluto squares with Mars and the Sun. Well, it is a moment of powerlessness. It is a moment when we might feel that We simply have no choice, no option, no power, no influence over a situation, another person, another person's choice, another person's preference, another person's actions, what they do with their lives. And, you know, this energy can play out in many different ways. It doesn't necessarily have to be conflictual. Even though Mars does suggest some kind of conflict or different opinions, different worldviews. But it can also play out where, you know, for example, someone has an ill person in their lives, in their care. And they just can't do more than is humanly possible. You can help that person any way, shape or form, but you cannot change, for example, their emotional state or maybe someone lost a person there is nothing we can do but just to be there and listen to their grief to their sorrow to their misery so helplessness can definitely come in this form where we have no power all we can do is stay there and assist observe of course this can be quite conflictual as well but that is where maybe the conflict, the disagreement, or whatever the theme is here, because Pluto squaring Mars and Libra can very well represent separation, a marriage or two long-term partners moving in different directions. This is where both of these partners just have to accept the reality that they cannot save the situation They cannot influence the other, they cannot help the other, they cannot heal the other, they cannot change the past or whatever. They just have to move on. And this gives a feeling of helplessness, where the action that you have to take Mars, well, ultimately it is diverted just to yourself and not to the other person. The Sun and Pluto square can also represent truth something that you find out, the true intention of a person, something they might have done in the past, you know, any kind of truth that might be a game changer, that might make you feel a little bit, you know, not so loving, not so trusting anymore, you might see them for who they truly are, and this might terminate the alliance, but also keep in mind that we're still in a Mercury retrograde period, So maybe this is just you reaching the final conclusion. Maybe it is not a big surprise. Maybe it is something that you already suspected. You already were thinking about something that you reanalyzed, rethought, went back to the drawing board at this Mercury retrograde. So the Sun and Pluto square might be just you drawing the conclusions and doing that which you need to do. You know, usually a sun and Pluto square is also depressive. It is also a little bit melancholic, but not in a Neptunian way where you feel like drowning, but rather you feel like burning in your frustration. The Mars and Pluto square is also extreme frustration, and this time especially frustration with other people. And Pluto in the sign of Capricorn, frustration with what is being forced upon you by perhaps authorities and this is the essence of how it is likely very very likely to play out on the world stage because collectively speaking we must also take into consideration that this will be a t-square Eris, planet of discord rebellion revolution squares pluto and, of course, the Sun and Mars also square Pluto, so it's a T-square. And that means rebellion, revolution. That means extreme anger, dissatisfaction. This is where the Pluto and Mars square in Libra. On one hand, it is definitely legal battle. People are going to challenge every single rule, regulation, restriction whatever that is being passed by the parliament they're going to contest it and it's going to give start to a massive legal blockage in the sense that there are going to be so very many legal cases that the courts of justice both the small ones and the big ones the international ones the collective ones are going to be simply overwhelmed but of course whenever pluto and mars speak in this manner especially that this is cardinal energy so it's on the world stage it affects events taking place directly in a very straightforward manner well you can imagine that this is going to be quite a militaristic energy so physical violence and clashes between People, as in Mars in the sign of Libra, the solidarity of people, the union of people for the name of freedom, Libra, justice, equality, again Libra, are going to clash with Pluto and Capricorn, the military, police enforcement, law enforcement, the protectors, the defendants of centralized power. And maybe this is going to be like a misuse of power Because out of these both planets, you can imagine that Pluto is the strongest. But, even though Pluto is the strongest, actually the planetoid Eris is the strongest power player. And as it opposes Mars from Mars' home sign of Aries, that is like an inner impulse of courage and bravery, which we might have never seen before from people. So one way or another, there are going to be gestures or events or fights and conflicts taking place on the world stage where they will clearly highlight that this time people are serious and they are, there are not going to back away. They're not going to back up. They're not going to accept compromise. It has to be their will or the highway. And all of this energy of protests and conflict is going to explode on the 20th of October with the Aries full moon. But even before we get to the full moon, the conflict, the social unrest, the battles, including political battle, financial battle, is going to be playing out in full swing. And because the planetoid Eris is involved... And out of all the above-mentioned planets, she is the strongest one. Which means that, basically, people are going to be so very angry and motivated in a very assertive way, so to speak, that they are definitely going to fight this war, symbolically speaking, one way or another. Because, let's say, even if centralized power stopped them physically, well, the Eris and Pluto square means that they can boycott everything that they want. They People, because there are so many of them, they can collapse the economy in two days if they want to. And in some parts of the world, that is exactly what we're going to be seeing. People just, um, how should I say, trying to demolish the grip and influence of centralized power or big organizations big corporations by boycotting them by doing everything that they can to just disrupt the activities also what needs to be mentioned that the aries full moon is going to be very significant in the united states it will square their natal pluto and also the transiting pluto is so, so close to their natal Pluto in the second house of the country's economy. So something is definitely bound to take place. Something of economic nature or that which is is influential from an economic perspective in the United States. So what I'm trying to say here is that yes, on a very individual, personal level, this is quite beautiful it is blessing it is breakthrough it is even success but on a 3d level especially collectively well it's going to be chaos the way we have never seen it before and because mars is so very irritated activated and also close to the sun we will see explosions we will see fire hazards Uh, Fires breaking out in several different places. Destruction even. Crime, violence. And a lot of protests. And I'm not going to lie. It is going to be scary towards the end of the week. Because as we approach the Aries full moon. It might just dawn on us or sink in. That if we want grounding and stability. For our futures, we might no longer be able to rely on all of that just being handed down to us on a silver tray by centralized power, government, councils. The way, basically, society is organized, because that is crumbling, that is changing. We know that we are ahead of a mess. Actually, we're not even ahead. We are already in it, deep in it, of world change. So we cannot know how very practically our futures are going to look like. But perhaps this is one of the biggest truths that the divine wanted to tell our species. So each and every one of us, through the events of the last couple, even three years, it wanted to say, well, look, Life should be always an adventure, full of risks, full of dangers, yes, but also full of surprises and unique events and experiences which need chaos in order to create them. And the way we organize our lives as a species, it is so much control there, so much conditioning so much, you know, artificial security that it took away our spirit of adventure and we're basically robots without that. So if the universe wanted to tell us something, it was, well, this is when you have to choose your futures. You can keep all the security you want. There is no problem with that, but you will have to surrender the spirit of adventure, because the two are incompatible. Yet, if you want to embrace the adventure of life, then I will have to demolish all the security, all the conditioning, everything that prevents you from being truly free, and for some people, even wild, the chaos factor. And the way things look like in the present moment, we chose to embody the spirit of adventure, So the universe is just executing that which we chose, that which we asked of it. So it's demolishing everything that keeps us forcefully safe. It is demolishing our haven, our sanctuary, but which also is a prison. And as long as we see this in the big picture, that we're actually heading towards freedom and a different modus vivendi, with different principles, and of course with different legislation and laws, we will not be scared and frightened, and disempowered so much by the chaos that is ongoing right now. This is, let's say, a necessary evil, and if we look back at history, this is how more or less all big, world changes looked like felt like and if we compare the present situation to that of the past maybe we're actually kind of fortunate because in the past there were much more dramatic situations that we have right now but as i said this is just the beginning this is just the build-up of energy it is the week that follows which is going to be more intense And to be totally honest, the rest of this autumn, the rest of this year is going to be just as intense, just as conflictual, collectively speaking, tensionate and full of surprises and unexpected. This is how the year 2021 is that of a profound change The numerology of the year, number five, does definitely not disappoint. This is the only way we can rebuild a normality, one which didn't really serve us, one that is crumbling. If we look at it symbolically, if that is the tower, well, just the wrecking ball is not enough. We have to grind it down to a powder, And use that powder to rebuild the whole thing. So this is just how profound this Pluto in the sign of Capricorn is. So this concludes the horoscope. Thank you so much for listening. And I must repeat, regardless of how fearful and unsettling things might look, at the very end of the week, you choose your own reality. The drama, the turmoil, the conflict does not have to be part of your reality it might influence your life of course but that doesn't mean that you have to live it in full swing whenever you can just detach so if you liked this horoscope and found it useful you can support my work by donating on the paypal link in the description below thank you again so much for listening And I wish everyone a magical and really lucky with the Sun and Jupiter Trine week. Until next time, bye for now.